Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What a guest we've got this week. It's the former madman, Gary O'Connor. Guys, how you doing, mate? I'm fine. Reformed character now, though, mate. I just seen you helping grannies across the road there. Well, that's what kind of guy I am. I always <laughs> have been that kind of guy. But to be fair, si, um, you know, I've uh, obviously made a few mistakes in, in the past. As you said, I've, I'm reformed. Um, you know, I've not touched a drink in two and a half years. Um, and, you know, obviously I'm starting to build back up my, my academy stuff. Um, and really try to re-establish myself. I think people have got the the wrong impression of me. You know, the, the people who know me as a person, um, like I've got got the real kind of, um, what word is it I'm looking for? The real opinion of me, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, but as I said, you know, um, uh, I'm a reformed person, I. That's what you're on here for me, isn't it? To show people. So I'm not saying your partner got me through the B licence. Funny guy, man. Yeah, Wee man, just smoke it. <laughs> smoke it. That's, smoke. De that's Dixie's comment. That's you and Deeks. Um, and you're bringing out a book, mate. Uh, I hope you've put plenty of pictures in it for Deeks to, to read. Well, it's not that. It's just um, the book's going to be very interesting because it's, uh, it's, it's about my life from when I, I was a young boy, you know, all the way up until I basically finished playing. And then my next chapter, obviously, going on to uh, uh, giving back to the community and, you know, helping in all these charities and, you know, working in my second second chance brand. Uh, we're going to start when you were a wee laddie growing up. Right. What was football like for you growing up? Well, football was great when I was growing up. Obviously, it's changed now with um, with the pro youth and that. I, I'm not a great fan of it, to be fair, Si. Um, you know, we, we grew up with, with boys clubs, you get what I mean? And I, I like I like that route. Um, I think uh, there's so much like um, talent getting miss it, missed and and that's why that's why I've started Second Chance Academy as well. Because see if you didn't make it when you're 16, there's a time limit of about a month where you have to get these kids or they go down the wrong path. And that's our aim, to try and get the kids at that in that short, short time frame. So were you picked up at Hib from Hibs at 16? I was, uh, me and Darren Fletcher trained with Hibs when we were um, 14. Um, we trained at Leaf Academy. Um, Darren decided to go down to Man U. I had the opportunity to do that. I decided to stay at Hibs and work my way through through that way. So there was an option for me to go down there as well. See, back then, could you tell he'd be a top one? Darren? He was fantastic, mate. He couldn't get the ball from him. He was just, he was unreal. 
Was it? Eh? What a player, honestly. Big, big, tall, skinny, but you just couldn't get it off him. Tec technical, technical ability was just unreal. Brilliant. So you went in at Hibs. What was that upbringing like for sixteen? Coming well, through the youth teams and stuff like that. Well, it was. It was. You, there was a lot of big characters in there. Say, so you came up. I mean, you've got John Hughes. You've got Sozy. You've got Latapi. You've got. The John O'Neill's, the Tellys, the Lehmans, you, I could go mix a part of the linings, you could go on and on. So, um, you can, and it was, a, it was a, a massive dressing room. But um, we had Donald Park and, and Malky Thompson as, as our coaches, and you can, you sell Donald Park, you can, what a coach. But nowadays, football's changed, you can, you, you can't get away with what, what Donald and that used to do to us. Come on, tell us what did they, what we did there. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a wee story, right? We were playing at uh, Broxburn uh, against Dundee United. I think it was uh, under 16s or 17s. Um, and I remember they, the Decanio boots were the white ones, uh, yeah. right? And I painted them white, right? So we're fucking paint. No Tipex, Tipex, right? Right. So we played Adidas or something, and I Tipex them, right, right, and the fucking game one. It was one 0 to Dundee United, and 80 minutes to go, and I've scored there, so made it one all, but. Parky's fucking fuming. He's came into his dressing room, right? And I've put my boots, so, took my boots off and I've put them on the on the table, right? And he's came in. He says, You see you, you big fucking fucking you with the white boots. I thought I thought I'd I thought I had a stormer. Mm -hmm. We felt I'd scored the goal to fucking make it one one. And he's just fucking launched the boots, clean up my face. Eh? Did he, huh? And he's just fucking walked it, banged the door and walked it. <laughs> Get yourselves out here now. Uh, so was he tough on all the boys, or was it you especially because of your personality and stuff? He like was. That? He was tough on me and Deeks. Really tough on us because he's seen the potential and he, his coaching was fantastic. To be fair, but he's seen the potential that me and Deeks, me and Deeks had a partnership because we played for with Grant and Hutchie. We played it all the way up. So um, Donald really took us under his wing and nearly you can. He would stay behind and do shooting and coaching and extra things with that and I have to add as well Mixu and Dirt Lehman and uh, Craig Brewster they they done extra with me as well holding the ball up um, flicking it on when it and to hold spin you can stuff like that and that all added and helped my confidence you know what I mean uh, that doesn't really happen anymore does it older nah. guys helping younger guys out no, Disney. In, in parts uh, of their game uh -huh. uh, Disney, in the, Disney in the Scottish game now you, you look down south man and all these young boys are coming breaking through and they're kind of 30 grand 40 grand a week it's mm -hmm. And it just goes to the heat, you know what I mean? It's, it's hard. One thing I wanted to ask you about was the older players such as Yogi and the players you mentioned, Sozzy, how did they take to a young cheeky guy like you? Would they stuff to you? Well, I'll tell you, I've got a few stories to be fair. Frank was quite quiet to be fair, right? Frank was uh, more professional, you know, he was at Marseille, I think he was a cup winner there. Um, and Frank nearly liked me, eh? Um, Yogi was like, back then, he was a fucking maniac. He was a club <laughs> captain, eh? He was, he was mental. What do you mean back then? He's still a maniac. He's still a maniac, again, <laughs> aye. But um, with, um, with Yogi, basically, fucking, I don't know if who was on his boots. Somebody was on his boots, but like I've uh, I've polished them, right? In black polish, but I've battered the polish onto them, right? And he's came after me. He's came into the boot room, right? And he's got a brush and he's shut the boot room door. Right, me and a few other boys are that. He's just started swinging the brush around, smashed me on the fucking head, and then he's grabbed me in a heat lock, right? And then he's painting my face black. Fucking bullish. Never get away with that these days, would no. you? And he so, was he was an animal. We used to he used to do fucking going to the gym, right? And he used to do 
fucking chin ups, mate, and he used to just batter out like fucking 50 chin ups. Mm -hmm. Just absolute machine. Mm -hmm. What, see, would he be seeing training? Obviously, you were a centre forward, he was a centre half. Would he, would he boot you in training? Aye. Well, he, he, he knew basically he was trying to toughen me up as well because, see, I couldn't get past Yogi, right? Because every time the ball would come up to me, right? He's just fucking coming right through the back of me. And you see the, the amount of these fucking scars I've got on my ankles and my knees for yoga, it's unreal. But he was toughening me up, mm -hmm. and that's why I made it so fast. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, did you have any idea about when your debut eventually came? Did you have any idea that you were going to make your debut? Well, Alex what, McLeish, wasn't it? Aye, right, well, what happened is I told you I was at Peter Heed. And, Two uh, Peter Head legends, mate. Aye, uh, exactly. Fucking right, Sai. You need to win the league, though, Sai. Oh, mate, we'll do it for you, we'll do it for aye, you. Good lad. <laughs> um, aye, so I was at Peter Heed and um, I got a phone call. I was at a hotel, I got a phone call um, to reception and it was uh, it was Big Alex on the phone. He says, uh, and I'd just scored in the Derby game against Brecon. And he says, look, he says, we're, we're short of numbers. Um, can, you, can you come down to Dundee and um, stay in the hotel? Um, it's quite strange to me because I was young, eh? It was like 16, 17. Um, and you see going down, and they sent a car up for me and took me down and see going down, man, my fucking stomach and that. Because you're going to Militapi and that. And nearly I wasn't training with them at the time. I was still in the youth. You can't train them with Parky. Mm -hmm. And... Um, to be fair, Parky phoned me up and uh, Alex and Andy Watson and that met me at the hotel. Um, they assured me, put me in a room myself. Um, then we went to Dens Park. Um, I think I, did, I came off the bench, eh? I came off the bench. Uh, did Alex tell you the night before there's a chance you were getting on or would you think you were just there to make the numbers? No, nah, he says, you've definitely got to get on. He says, I've been watching you, you've been flying. He says, uh, you've definitely got to get on. McLeish, McLeish loved me, as I will go into him later on in the interview. Um, I've got so much respect for him as well. And uh, I think I came on for the last 20 minutes and we were cruising 3-0. You get know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Fucking Frank Sozzi's pinging balls onto my chest for 50 yards. Fucking Latapi skinning folk playing me in. Fucking boom. And then I've went up for a header and I've came down on my, my left meter touch on and I've snapped it. So it's like kind of fucking brilliant to be involved in the first team and then the big difference for Swazi swinging in your chest for running channels at Peterhead, isn't it? See, with younger players, was McLeish good with them? What, did you just give you confidence or anything? Brilliant, honestly. I think even when I'm in the Scotland job and bringing Fadi in as well, I think it's a great idea. McLeish is just... He's a fantastic manager, mate, honestly. He's, he's, he's always got this thing, fucking fire in the belly. Always says it, fire in the belly. If you've not got heart, you shouldn't be in the game. And tactically, I think he's got better as well as he's went on. He's matured and tactically he's got better. Even guys like Swazi and Latipi today love McLeish as well. Aye, aye everybody, everybody. Um, everybody loved him. Um, and to be fair, he done, he done a great job. And then... He, Obviously, went off in bad terms to Rangers. Um, Were you devastated when he left? I was devastated when he left, but a week later he tried to sign me for a million and a half quid. And did you want to go? Well, I didn't think I was ready to go, to be fair, and it was never going to happen because he, well, Rod and Alex left, left on bad terms, so mm -hmm. Rod wasn't going to accept anything like that. Uh -huh. So what was your feelings when Frank Sozzi got the job? I was absolutely buzzing for Frank, to be fair, because he was a club captain. He had helped me, um, you know, through through hard times, you know, with injuries. Mm -hmm. um, Craig Brewster, Mixu, um, 
Latape, Frank actually, you see when I got injured in my, um, on my debut for Hibs, Frank was the first one to come in and say, didn't worry about it, he says you'll come back stronger. Um, put his hand around me, so did Russell. Um, so um, I was glad Frank got got the job, but you know, I was a bit disappointed in, uh, in the way it happened and we left. It was uh, it was not a nice way, but they done to done him because he's an absolute he's a Hibs legend, club mm -hmm. legend. What mind. kind of manager was he? Was he? A, he wouldn't have been a baller and shouter, was he? No, he was very calm, very relaxed, um, and. Uh, Totally different to Alex McLeish. Totally different. He wanted to. He wanted to play, but he never got the time, mate. It was uh, he inherited a team, right? And Hibs were having problems financially, so he had he in inherited a team, and he never had the chance to bring his own players in. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for a club captain to go to a manager. You get what I mean? Because he's surrounded with eight players, what he's been playing with. Mm -hmm. You get what I mean? It, it, for me, that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Get what I mean? So he should have been definitely given more time ahead. He should have been given more time. That's my opinion. I'm no fucking Rod Petrie or whatever. He makes the decision. But I think the way it that uh, that Frank left, it was uh, in my opinion, it was uh, it was bad a bad part of like. You think if he got longer, he'd have been successful at Hibs? I think he would have. I the fans absolutely adored him, um, and just to bring his style of play as well, because he wanted to play for the back, he came, he was, he's French, he wanted to play through the lines. McLeish was a bit different. McLeish was more kind of aggressive in his, in his play. He's got better tactically now, but you can, he would like to hit the strikers fast, where Frank would like to play it for the back. And would that suit you though, Frank's style of play, playing it for the back, or did you prefer it to get banged up to you quick? <sighs> I prefer, because back then I was quite, I was quite sharp, eh? so I prefer it to get played over behind where somebody like Frank or somebody obviously was a manager at the time but somebody like that to Boozy Boozy to play that ball he could hit me for a fucking 60 yarder as well so just to play me over the top and I'm straight in you know if you go into YouTube you'll see half the goals <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know about the goals, mate. Don't worry about that. I've heard it on the B license for a full week, mate. That's how you talked to it. <laughs> but, mate, you started to get into your stride when Bobby Williamson came in, getting amongst the goals. Right. How good was Big Bobby for you? Bobby was brilliant, to be fair. Bobby was, uh, yeah, I can all, all Bobby done is eat toast, man. You went in Easter Road, man, and all you could smell was toast before training. <laughs> How many bits? Fucking, I had a loaf. He must have liked you, mate. Aye, Bobby, Bobby was. Uh, I didn't think Bobby achieved as much as what he should have, to be fair. And uh, he, liked, he really liked me as a player. Um, and I think he got the best at me as well, you can. And, and, and that kind of generation, that we call it the golden generation of that, the Hibs players coming through, I think Bobby had a lot to do with that as well because it was a transi transition period, you know what I mean? And um, I think Bobby kind of, he never got enough time as well because obviously Mowbray came in after that as well, didn't he? See, when Bobby first came in, would he pull you in and say, you're going to be my main man? Or was it just get on and play? Yeah, that's what Tony said. Tony did. So Bobby just came in and no. everything was... Right. Bobby uh -huh. was more, Bobby was more kind of, how can I say it? Bobby was more like kind of relaxed. He never really had a style of football. You can what I mean? Mm -hmm. Tactically, Kevin Thompson said that as well. Uh -huh. Tactically, he would, he would shape a team, but he wouldn't really. You can go into brief details. He would go into corners, set pieces, stuff like that. But nearly that's it. You can what I mean? See the, that group that came through. 
with the lucky as well that it was a transitional period for Hibs because maybe if it was a Hibs had more money, the boys wouldn't have came through. Well, that's what I mean. Hibs, Hibs, before that, Hibs spent. Hibs were paying massive money to, to the Sozies, to to the Yogis, to the Satellis, Latapies. You came. What I mean, and it happened at the right time because they all had to go and fucking the next generation had to come through. So they couldn't buy players. So. The only thing was it was youth to come through. Did you not feel pressure taking over for the big names? And that's one thing we never felt. One thing we never felt as a team. You can we felt we honestly felt if we went to Celtic Park or Ibrox, we could beat them. And we did. Mm -hmm. We done it. And who was it that gave you that confidence? Was it Bobby that would give you that confidence or was it just among yourselves? Well it was Bobby who Bobby who gave us that confidence, but we're we're got a we'll skip a wee bit to Mowbray. When Mowbray came in, that's when it really changed. Um you know, because fucking tactician, unbelievable. What you blow your mind to him. Oh, what a manager. Came in, first thing he said is he said, uh, I'm going to work with this group of players and going to make them like really. And you see, you see, to be fair, he would be at training, right? And he would uh, he would have training set up for all the boys. None of the youth laddies were doing that. You know what I mean? He would have it set up half an hour. We would walk in and he would train you for like two hours, hour and a half max. And he would stay behind and he would do work with you, you know what I mean, with the strikers. And then the next game week he would do work with midfielders, next game week he would do defenders, and then he would group it together, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. He was very further in what, everything he'd done. And he, when he first came in, he said, I think he said to me, Scott Brown, um, Deeks, look, you've got to be the main man. Because we Scotty was a striker. Mm -hmm. Was he Scotty Brown was a striker? He was he? a striker when Mowbray came in. in uh -huh. Mowbray put him back into midfield. He's a lot to thank Big Mogger for now, isn't he? Yeah, Can't imagine what Scotty running about in front. Probably was there anything he told you to do different to your game? Did he want you to change your game because of the style of his play? Well, Tony wanted to, Tony, Tony wanted to build for the back, uh, a bit like Frank. Um, and we were young, confident boys. You know what I mean? So... Um, he just says to me, look, he says, you're going to be the vocal part of the team. He says, I came where Deke plays anyway. Deke always plays off a, a, on the pitch. He'll play to my right-hand side. So all I have to do is flick the ball around to him because I've got that link-up play. Mm -hmm. um, and he, he says, you're going to be the vocal point of the team. He says, look, we'll start games off. He says, at high intensity, 10 minutes, and we'll get in folks' faces. And that 10 minutes was enough because we were young. Every player was young. You get what I mean? And you had Boozy. And Boozy would... Boozy great player, wouldn't he? Aye. And Bo Boozy was fantastic. You can, because his knees obviously finished early. Yeah. Um, but doing well at Hamilton. Um, but Boozy, what Tony said was, uh, you know, start off 10, 15 minutes, high intensity, get in every team's faces. Um, and then we would, uh, Boozy would try and hit me over the top. Okay, what I mean, it would always work. Mm -hmm. you move. I would be right in because I was fast and strong then. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it was great football you were playing, but not just that, there seemed to be a real great team spirit in that, it was a in great that bond. team. It was the dressing room brilliant. It was a great bond. It was how, did you, how did you speak to Boozy? That must have been some conversation. <laughs> Frenchman and a guy for Berwick. Fucking Boozy, man. <laughs> would, they, would they get the part of you and Bruni and Tomo and, and Deeks and that? Would they get your part Boozy, aye. Boozy was like kind of... When he first came in, he was quite quiet, right? I'll tell you a wee story, right? We went up to Aberdeen and um, kind of you get the Lucasade bottles and the Powerade bottles, right? 
fucking Boozy's following them up with vodka after the game, right? Following them up with vodka and drinking them. The time we got off the bus, he's fucking... Flying. He's, he's pissed, he's, he's absolutely reeking. He's absolutely brilliant, honestly. But what a player. What a player, honestly. How good was the team spirit between the, the young Scottish boys doing it in and Was it just... We just playing wind ups on each other all the time. Oh, it was just it was fucking it was mayhem, honestly. It was <laughs> absolute mayhem. It was just uh, con- fucking people like with your tracky bottoms, your your training gear. They're fucking they're cutting holes in your socks. They're fucking cutting holes in your pockets. So when you go to your pocket, your pound coins are falling <laughs> out your pocket and all that. <laughs> Who'd be the main one, Bruni? Uh, Bruni was up there. Deeks was up there. Um, yeah, also is a, I was fucking not mean. Nah, you'd, you'd have been at the bar, haven't it? Aye. Yeah. But well, I wanted to ask you about Bruni. Say for that group, did you think that Bruni would be the one that would go on and have the most successful, we'll say, career? To be fair, right, and it's probably been documented as well. Um, I thought Tomo was. I thought Tomo would have went on and and had the better career, but injuries killed him. You get what I mean? Mm. Technically, Tomo was better, but if you look what Bruni's achieved, it's unbelievable. You know, and uh, I take my hat off to him. He's done absolutely fantastic. He's had a great career, um, and he wasn't a very gifted player. He uh, yeah, wasn't the most gifted. Uh, no, but Mo- Moga done brilliant putting him back into midfield because he had legs. You get what I mean? You remember that game at, at Ibrox? Uh-huh, he was running away from people, wasn't it? Uh, Rickson and Robin Clance and Robin Clance was not a slouch. You mm-hmm. get what I mean? I got took off and. I said to Mowbray, I says, what are you taking me off for, Gaffer? I heard a wee pop at him. I says, what are you taking me off? I've landed him into the ground. He says to me, he says, guys, we need legs. He says, you've done your job. We need legs up front. Fucking Ivan's fast as anything, isn't he? Um, so, basically, I've fucking, I've, I've took the hump, Sai. Si, eh? uh-huh. As you hump, do, mate. Uh-huh. As you do. And um, Ivan's went on and scored the hat chicken in 20, 20 minutes or something like that. So I've had to go up to Mowbray and I've said to him, I've said, Gaffer, sorry to be fair, you came what I mean, uh, you're bang on with your tactics. <laughs> and just, I just had to bite it. You're I just, bang on with your I just, tactics. I just had to bite it, eh? Yeah. Bite so it, suck it up. Would, would, would quite a lot of you answer him back? Could you have a, a debate with him or was he the boss? No, you could answer him back and I think he liked that. I think he liked feedback, uh, uh, Moggs. Uh, there was a, the one at Celtic Park when, when he hooked Deke off at half-time. Um, and and Deke and Moga were going at it. You know what I mean? They were like going at each other and Deke's Deke started running and he just came up. I'm leaving. Just I'm leaving. I'm just uh, get me out of here. I want a transfer. So he's whipping me off at half time. I think we, we beat Celtic 3 2 in that game. I scored, Scotty scored and Ivan scored. And he got whipped to he got whipped off at half time for Ivan, I think. Um so that's what I mean, that's what Mowbray brung. He says uh, when you go to these places, um, Parkhead, uh, Ibrox, have no fear. And we never had any fear, and that's why we always bet them. Mm-hmm. We struggled a wee bit more at home against them, but you see a way for him. See if you get in, you can yourself, say. See if you get in at Ibrox, or you get in 1-0 up, or uh, or at Celtic Park, 1-0 mm-hmm. up, or 0-0. Or no, no. You can, you've got a chance of going winning, eh? Mm-hmm. See how you say that, you always beat Hibs, uh, Hibs always beat Celtic and Rangers, that team. Why do you think that team didn't go on and challenge for the league? It's a, you can why? Because because basically they weren't what to pay us, eh? They weren't they were in a, they were in that transition period where they had splashed out so much money for um 
all the previous players and they were trying to balance the books. So you can, we were, I was on 750 quid. You came up, I mean, I was buying goals in left, right, and centre. You came in the rest of the boys wouldn't even be on that. Mm -hmm. You came up, I mean, and we're, we're, we're challenging for the league. You see, if that team stayed together for one more season, I'm guaranteed we would have won that league. I think so, huh? I think we would have won that, that league. That good mate. a group, huh? That good a group. Aye. And Momoga, obviously, as well. Momoga, as well, aye. One thing I need to ask you about is, mate, is they daft barnets you used to, if all you used to do. Did, see the guy that done that, did he eventually get the jail or what? I don't know. He <laughs> should have. He should have. Whose idea was that? Whose idea was that? The Barnett. No, nah, what it was. Um, what it was? It's like Tony and Guy, right? Tony and Guy. I was going to say Tony Mowbray. <laughs> Tony and Guy's the, the hairdressers. Yeah. They sponsored. Um, they sponsored sponsored Hibs, and yeah. like they gave us a wee like card. Like Cruz as well gave us a wee card, and it was like a discount card. Mm -hmm. So on a Friday, all the boys would go up and get like a haircut. You know what I mean? I would fucking teach with that fucking mohawk. What the hell was that all about? Brilliant, eh? I used to love seeing you play with that. That was quality. But See, another thing about that group, mate, did you all go together after a, after a game on a Saturday? To be fair, we never on that. No? We never. You came what? Because Mobley was quite strict on that. Was he, eh? Ah, he was quite strict, and sometimes he would pull us in on a Sunday just for a cool down. Right. Um, Do you think he was doing that so you wouldn't go to him? Aye, because we were young. Uh -huh. So who would have been your best pal? So was it you and Deeks all the time? Me, Deeks, uh, Bruni, Tomo, uh, Whitaker, um, we were all, mate, we were all pals. We so just up the two and after training, shopping, some aye, and eight? Aye, uh -huh. aye, aye. We have a great group. You think you'll ever get a team that has the five guys coming through again? Five I'm guys like I think it was five, because you're, you're, you're looking at, you're looking at, like, Caldwell, you're looking at Ian Murray, Fletcher. you're looking at Fletcher, you're looking at um, David Murphy, um, what a car! You're looking at. You came up. I mean, mm, the, 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 just just a men's team and all young. Um, Must have been a great time of being a young boy playing with Hibs all your mates, eh? Yeah, especially being a fucking Hibs fan, eh? Mm. You came up. I mean, it was just fantastic. Was, the dream for me was to 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 play for Hibs and you know to do well and to what I achieved at Hibs was beyond belief for me. To be fair, and it, it makes me really proud to do that. Mm. Uh, aye, and uh, to play for your country, you can is proudest thing. You said that you and Deeks obviously, and you, you played coming through, but did you always have that great understanding of each other on the pitch? What is it about his game that suits yours so well? Well, you go the 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 big and the small, eh? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I used to... Deeks wouldn't move, eh? I used to, <laughs> oh, I know that, mate. I played him a year in the reserves. I know he doesn't I used, move. I used to do absolute doggies, man. I don't know if I believe that either, did you? Right. I used to do absolute doggies, right? And yeah. I would always do central, right? And Deeks would always be on my right-hand side, so I kent that. We'd done that for boys' club all the way up. So Kent, he was always got to be on that that side. So but when I take my touch, I can I'm just... There was a goal against Hearts he scored when he's absolutely... Smoked it. Smoked it, as he says, smoked it, right? <laughs> Gordon was like that. And um, that, that was me who just flicked it around the corner to him. And uh, I just knew he would always be there, standing in that position. And he was quite wise about it as well. Um, and uh, we just we had that understanding because we had played we had played with each other all the way up through the youth. You came up, mean? Mm -hmm. And he, uh, who was a better finisher? <laughs> Me, obviously. Good. He was a great finisher, wasn't Deke, he? Deeks left left and right mm -hmm. technical ability. He was fantastic. He was a better finisher. Was he? Eh? Nah, he right. Okay. Finisher. Big statement. That. See that group as well. You were saying you were getting paid what you should have been paid. Would you talk amongst yourselves saying, "Listen, we we need to get out of here." No, nah, one thing we never discussed. Um, one thing we never discussed. It, it, it was actually, it's actually 
the club should have came to us and offered us more money. You came what I mean? Because we weren't driven by money at that time for as as kids as footballers. You came what I mean? You, you didn't can you didn't care anything about that. Mm. You 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 like you just want to go out there and play, and you're you're playing for your local club, and um, you can. It's, Hibs is a business, isn't it? And you can. They've done well. You came with the infrastructure and the training ground and things like that, and that's all came from my generation. You came what I mean, and I've gave, I gave Hibs part of my, um, part of my fifteen or thirty percent for my move to Locomotive, um, which built us training ground. Um, but you, you gave them some of your signing on fee to build the training ground. Aye, aye, aye. Well, it wasn't even a signing on fee. Basically, in my contract, I had a 15%. So if I got sold for, well, I did get sold for about £2 million, mm. like I had 15%, I think it was 15 or 30%. Now that comes to me, mm. I just let Hibs keep that to go into youth, but I had to go into youth development, so that went in East Mains. We're not going to try and work out what 20% is because I think we'll be here for about five aye, years, won't we? Me, you, I. We had a couple of Rangers boys on, mate, talking about Helicopter Sunday. No. But do you remember it? I think you were qualified for Europe on goal difference and they said that you just sat off and let them play. Was that the case? Right. right. you told to do that, huh? We weren't told to do that, but we were wise enough to do that. Because it was Aberdeen, it was like a seven goal turnaround what had to happen or something mm. like that. Which um, you can, it was massive for Hibs to get into Europe financially as well at that stage. You know what I mean? Um, and basically, we finished third that season. Uh, right, rightly so, I think, as well. Aberdeen were a good team at that time as well, but um, aye, we did sit off them, to be fair. Mm -hmm. um, aye. And back, just back down to Mowbray, one last thing. See how you talk back back to money again. Would he come and say to you, you should be getting more money? Surely a manager would say to the, the boys there, we should be paying you more money. Mowbray was always fighting our corner. To be fair, mm -hmm. you came what I mean, but you didn't came what goes on at board level. You came what I mean with Rod Peter. Because Rod Peter is a shrewd, shrewd businessman. You, mm -hmm. you would sit in and you would speak about contracts, by the way. He would take his watch off, his Rolex watch off, he'd put it on the table, and he would just sit and look at it and just want a response for you. You came <laughs> what I mean? And you were that desperate to get out of there, you would just sign a contract. Really? Yeah. Aye, it was uh -huh. that bad, honestly. Right, mate, on to the sad bit, leaving Hibs. Other than when you actually did leave, you mentioned Rangers. Was there any other offers during that time that you could have went? Aye, well, if I'd stayed, I think there was a, there, would, there would have been an offer maybe for Celtic, definitely an offer for Rangers, and there was offers for down south as well. Um, yeah. But at that time, Hibs needed the money. Um, so it was basically Locomotive wanted me and Deeks as a, pa as a package. Deeks didn't want to go. Um, and I had discussions with my family, I had discussions... To be fair, nobody says to me, he says, it's life-changing money. Um, you can, he says, uh, I'm not putting any pressure in you gone because you're my best player. He says, I'd love you to stay, he says, but go home, take two days off, speak with your family, see, um, see what you want to do and come back. He says, we're putting no pressure on you at all. But I thought about the big picture and him kind of were in problems financially at that stage, I think, um, if, if I'm right. Um, and I just grown up as a Hibs, Hibs fan. I think it was, uh, I think, I think it basically, I wanted to date for them. You can move on and, and, and get them kind of money. How mad is it when you're on, say, 750 quid a week and then you get that contract and you see the figures? What, what kind of feeling is it? 
It's mental to be fair because you, you see when you go over to Russia, right, and you're like, um, basically you go into Russia, right, and you, you get picked up for the airport and you get took for into hotels and apartments and things like that. And then after us, so they've not got like a wage structure, right? Yeah. So basically, like in Scotland, you get paid at like the 26th end of the month, you get what I mean? Yeah. Lisa's on the phone to me, my wife, she's on the phone to me and she's saying, look, there's, there's like, there's 20,000 gone into the account. That's one day. The next day, there's like 30,000 gone into the account. Then the next day, this was going on for like a week, like 10 grand, 5 grand, 30 grand, 40 grand. And that was their structure, you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because they're owned by Russian railways and the president signs off and it just, you can it just, and it was, going into a Russian account and then getting transferred back over, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So it's like, it's just, it's just, it's, it's crazy. And the bonuses as well, the bonuses were just, they were mental, you know what I mean? And obviously winning the, winning the cup as well, it's, it made me, made me a hero with the fans and... I'm going to come to that mate, then I go too quick, alright? Just to go back to the, how did the interest come about from Moscow? Was it, was it just your agent that came to you and said? No, they've, uh, I think they were, they were looking for basically the, the talent round about Scotland and England. Um, and at that team, they were looking for young players and obviously, they've obviously picked up on how, how well Hibs were doing. Um, and they were looking for strikers. So the package was for me and Deeks. Um, I think it was like two and a half million for the two years. Um, and it was it was 20 grand a week what I got over there. Um, it's tax free, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I think they came over and, and uh, their, their president came over with their chief executive and, and they watched us against Falkirk in the Scottish Cup um, and we pumped on 5-1-8. Great game for them to come over, I, I, I had an absolute blinder, Did you know yeah. what I mean? And you can, it was just one of them, they, they just put the offer in right away. Uh -huh. And you scored your first goal in the Moscow Derby? So a hero scored, straight away? Scored that. What was the experience like at that derby? Well that was again, you can't be fair, I scored, I, when I was in Moscow, I, you see, like the lower teams, I struggled to score against them, but you see all the big teams, the CSKs, the Spartaks, the Zenits, I scored against them all. And he scored my first goal in my, my first appearance. I've done that during my career though, Si. I've, I've always scored when I've, I've went to a team, I've always scored in my, my, first, my first debut, eh? Mm -hmm. You can, so it's, uh, a lot of strikers do that, eh? Um, Does that help you settle in straight away when you do that? Aye, and it helps you settle in with the players as well. Mm -hmm. You can you get that respect for them? Mm -hmm. I have to mention as well the the guy Loskov um, and Sitchov and Billy Dinoff who's at Everton. Mm -hmm. um, oh, hey, but have you Billy? Uh, they were uh, they were fantastic players. By the good, way, was the standard good was it? Aye, standard was much better than the SPL. Was you it better than that Hibs team? I have much better. Aye, was it, it was it was a step up, and you came what? They were machines, mate. They were like, uh, you see the fitness. You would what what would happen? You would stay in the training camp, right? You would stay for a period of four days, but you would go out and train in the morning, right? And it'd be a running session, right? And then you would come back in, and then you would go and you would like have a sleep, have a wee bit lunch, um, and then you would go back out. You do you would do your technical stuff. Mm. You would come back in, have something to eat. Then you would go in the ice baths, get massages. You would go in an oxygen chamber. Um, you would get your you would get your blood taken out. You would get your blood uh, taken out, and before the game, you get put back in. So they would take your blood out. Take your blood out, clean it, put it back in. Go into the oxygen chamber. Just that's the way they work, mate. To blow your mind out, eh? 
Aye, because you felt like you felt you felt like a million dollars. You know what I mean? You see when you were playing, you could, you, you felt like you could play two ninety minutes. Did you? Huh? Aye, well. Could you you obviously couldn't speak the language. You have a translator, mate. Had a translator, I you know. Did you need a translator for the translator? Aye, you came what? You came what, <laughs> mate? You see, you see the meetings, right? Uh, the manager, the manager was Serbian, right? But you see, we had Portuguese players, we had like uh, Serbian players, Croatian players, we had uh, Brazilian players, Spanish players. So there was like eight interpreters, and the Serbian coach couldn't speak Russian, he's speaking Serbian, so there's an interpreter speaking Russian, you know, the Russian players, and the meetings would take about two hours. <laughs> You're just sitting there like that. You're just sitting there like that, sleeping. Just, just let us go out and play. Uh, how was the manager? Were you all right? Brilliant. Loved me. Who, what was his name? Uh, what was his name again? I don't know. Yeah, Serbian Serbian. 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 I think we went to the semi in the UEFA Cup, and I think Zenit, Zenit won it that year, eh? Mm -hmm. No, nah, was it Zenit? No, nah, Seville. Seville, Seville won, it. won it that year, right? Seville, it, Seville won it that year, um, and after after we got put to that, he got sacked. They brought a manager in from uh, a Russian manager, but he was like at a team, uh, what were like third bottom in the league, which I just found so strange. Mm -hmm. And he came in and he just wanted to play with the Russian players, eh? Oh, did you? Uh, right, so get rid of all the transfers. So I just kind of lost, kind of lost my head a wee bit. Um, mm -hmm. With that situation, um, and, and, and he, he wouldn't speak to you. He couldn't speak English. He wouldn't speak to you. You know what I mean? Uh, well, outside of football, how was the lifestyle? Do you enjoy living there? I loved Moscow. I the the wife got a bit homesick, so she would come over for a month at a time, and then. Um, go back home and then come over at a month at a time again. Um, but there would always be a family member there with me because mm -hmm. uh, it was quite tough, but it was. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist. 
specialist to find out if it's right for you. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. See, when you're in the training camp and you're there for like four days or something, and Russia's massive, you see, when you're, you're, you're 12 hour flights to Vladivostok and places like that, and you're having to sleep on the plane you're, and then go and play and then get back on the plane and travel back again. Um, but the lifestyle, uh, the lifestyle was fantastic. I had an apartment next to Red Square, um, very expensive, mm -hmm. which I had to put in my own pocket, but it was. Uh, the club nearly looked after me. Mm -hmm. Locomotive nearly looked after Could me. Could you get a laugh at the boys in the dressing room or was it hard? No, it was good. We had, uh, we had Kingston, who was at Hearts. He oh, was Kingston, I was at Larry Kingston. Aye, aye. 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 We had a big BK as well. Right. Um, a big centre half BK, big, Andrew BK. Aye. Aye. Um, and one of my close pals was uh, Ivanovic at Chelsea. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I used to go out with him in Spackage. So uh, we'd just go out at night together, innit? We'd go out and have dinner at night, aye. He didn't be saying that the nightlife's unbelievable, eh? Nightlife's frightening over there, mate. Is it? Not, uh, to be fair, si, I never went out in Russia, eh? No? I, I, I didn't feel... It's not that I didn't feel safe, but I just, uh, I nearly wanted to focus on on uh, doing well and try to get a move back to Scotland because the missus was, was unhappy, you know what I mean? He told a great story off camera about Andy Watson coming over to, to watch you. Oh, that was brilliant, right? Andy Watson came over, obviously, because he was assistant manager at Scotland, but um, obviously he was coming over to watch me to see how I was doing because there's no, no much cov coverage of the Russian game in Scotland. So yeah. basically I took him out for, for dinner um, at, um, at a posh restaurant yeah. and I think we had a, a bottle of wine, so we had half of it each and uh, we're on the way home, we've been pulled by uh, the police and Winkers got out, he says, guys, guys, I'm the assistant manager of uh, uh, Scotland. What, what's got to happen? We're going to get locked up. I went, I, I went Winker, just calm down. Calm down, it's Russia we're in, mate. Yeah, and eventually we've got the car, the guy says, you've got your documents. I've gave him my documents, I, he's, uh, I've got locomotive like kings in the in the boot of my car, right? Mm -hmm. You can like big banners and mm -hmm. posters and that. Two police were locomotive fans, eh? All they wanted was an autograph, right? So I've gave them my documents, I've put $200 in, uh, in my documents. $200. Winker's still pacing the car. <laughs> right? No kidding what's going on. Aye. And, and they, say, they were saying to me, can you sign the the things in the back of, the back of your car? I went, aye, no problem. Fucking, I went, Winker, that's us sorted. He went, what do you mean? I said, get in the car, that's us. We can go. Oh, there you go. Aye. Is that, is that the maddest story in Russia or is there, is there anything? Aye, that's silly. Yeah. That's silly. That's silly. Um, Aye, that's really it in Russia, to be fair. But again, you scored the winner in the Russian Cup final. That must have been some, some night. That was some night. Yeah, yeah, that, was, that was amazing because um, my mum, my uh, grand and granddad who have passed away, um, they were over there and, and, and they seen me do that. You know, so that was, uh, that was fantastic. Uh, they got to hold the cup. We had wee Josh on the pitch with me. Um, which was brilliant, and my grand and granddad were so proud of them. were a massive part of my life, eh? mm -hmm. um, and it was just great that that they were over and and, and seen me seen me scoring the winner and uh, lifting the cup. You came know what I mean? Brilliant, mate. You said your wife was homesick there. 
So we always desperate to get back to, to Britain, huh? Well, what happened, we, we had Josh over there, um, and she, as I said, she was coming back, she was staying for a month, coming back for a month, and then my mum would come over, or my granddad would come over, my gran, um, and then she was homesick, but she fell pregnant with Millie as well, so it was it was a no-brainer, to be fair, I had to, I had to get away there. Um, but there was offers to go on loan, Moga had went to West Brom, he was dying to get me there, um, Steve Bruce at Birmingham, that's the one that eventually did happen. Um, but Arsenal showed an interest as well. Really, yeah? Arsenal Who was the man with Wenger? Wenger. Really, yeah? Arsenal showed an interest in me as well, but they were only willing to pay 1.2 million. Yeah. But I'll tell you the story as well. Um, I had a, every season you get 300 grand, right? So that's your, that's your image rights, 300 grand. You get that every season. And I had a five-year contract at Locomotive, right? Mm -hmm. So I think I left Locomotive to go to Birmingham City for, uh, I think it was 2.6 million. But they were due me 600 grand, what I had to give back to them as well. So it would build you can, the transfer fee up. Yeah, uh -huh. Aye, and that's the only way it was going to happen. Because the Kent, I was desperate to get out of there. Right. Ken, what I mean? Uh -huh. I'll tell you a story as well, but you'll like... Um, <laughs> I've got that many for you, Si. Come I on, mate, let's that. go. Right. My wee interpreter guy, right? Uh -huh. um, we Alex, his name was, right? And I had a driver who used to drive me about as well, uh, Vava. Um, but um, as soon as the deal was going through, right, um, I've got I've got in the car and Alex has got in the car with me as well and we've uh, we've drove to the to the airport and I've only just bought a car recently right it was a Range Rover a white one right fucking seventy thousand dollars it cost me right and everything for what Alex done for me right I've went to the airport right and the deal wasn't completed yet the president's on the phone he's saying where are you and I says I'm at the airport he says uh, the deal's not completed yet he says you'll need to come back to the stadium. I says, no danger. I says, I'm at the airport and I'm going back, I'm going home. Mm -hmm. um, so I says to Alex, here, everything you've done for me, there's the keys, you can keep the car, pal. No way. Yeah. Is he buzzing? He's buzzing, mate, aye. You had the Ferrari in the garage anyway, mate, didn't you? <laughs> I had a few cars in the garage, right? <laughs> hey, somebody told me you used to pull up to Scotland, Scotland's late. And then the Ferrari <laughs> That was Fergie who done that. Was it Fer oh, that was Fergie, oh, that was, that was Fergie winding me up, oh, saying, guys, get in the car and let me see what it does. Who <laughs> Barry Ferguson? Aye, but that's when I was stupid. That was just, okay, I'm not like that now, mate. No, I know you're not, mate. Um, as soon as you heard the Birmingham's interest and it was concrete, did you go and meet Steve Bruce and stuff like that? Well, what happened, Steve Bruce was in France at the time, so I've went, um, I actually came home to Scotland, um, and then I've went and met Eric Black, at um, St Andrews um, and Rudy Vatter was my agent at the time um, and we've, went out, we've had some lunch, some dinner um, booked us into a hotel we've went away and Eric was in constant contact with, with Steve about figures um, you can contract figures etc this is when the, the bid had been accepted for locomotive you can everything had been sorted so I had permission to go and negotiate basically personal terms um, so I've went negotiated personal terms. Eric's on the phone to Steve, you know, the Vatas in my ear. Here we've got other options by the way. We've got fucking we've got Fulham, we've got Arsenal, we've got West Brom. He says we need to hold off here. He says I says, Well go and tell them that what we're wanting. He came up I mean I'm not what to put on camera say what, what <laughs> I got down there because it's quite uh, <laughs> it's bigger than what papers are making out with <laughs> right. anyway. Okay. Um 
but uh, I got a very hefty package down there, um, and uh, I so the deal got sorted out. Basically, um, Brucey was in, uh, I think he was in France, Monaco, or something like that, and I had to go to St Andrews, where that black uh, meet Karen Brady. The told Lisa and uh, Nevada to go out. You can't go to the room, uh -huh. so they wanted me to come in and to go over all the paperwork with Eric and Karen. Uh -huh. And then I went all over that, because um, we were going to something else what happened as well. Um, and basically I was happy with the personal terms. I didn't think that I was happy with the personal terms, to be fair. Um, but, um, you know, so basically, they invited Vata, the missus and that back in. Um, I signed the contract, um, and, and that was it done, mate. And how was Steve Bruce the first time you met him? Steve Bruce is quality, brilliant. Even, you see, if you win a game, he gives you three or four days off, eh? Um, he goes away to Dubai or whatever. He came up with me. Class, absolute uh -huh. class. We used to play um, We used to play England v Scotland, eh? On a Friday. And he would play, eh? Really? And you see what? You see if he didn't win, mate, he would be gone through folk, eh? Really, eh? Still a good player? He could play, mate. Aye, he, had the, he had the big belly in that, but he could play like <laughs> still play. It's just, it's just half in players, and we've got a game the next game. <laughs> but, um, what was it, someone else you were going to tell us? Um, aye, well, basically, with, uh, with the, 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 this, is going to, this is all going to be coming out in my book, mm -hmm. so I don't know if I really want to go into it, go into it in detail. Give us a teaser, a wee teaser. I'll give you a wee teaser, right? Basically, there was a French agent what we were working for, um, for Birmingham. Mm -hmm. So that's why Vata had to go to the room, right? Um, and obviously, you can football's corrupt. Eh? <laughs> Everybody can that. You can. So basically, um, the French agent was working for, for Birmingham. I don't know, you know, it's like um, Vata's working for me. They had to come to some negotiation, uh, my image rights, but they were going to get payments. You get what I mean? Agents are greedy. Um, so there's your teaser, mate. Right. That's yeah, if I read the book and you'll find out the story. You'll the find out the full story. story. But just on the Premier League, how did you find it? Well, Premier League, there you go, eh? First appearance, came on, came off the bench. Um, bang, great, Craig Gordon and goal for Sunderland. Boom. You've got big Craig on toast, didn't you? Had him on post, mate. <laughs> Had him on post. You, how was the standard of training at Birmingham next? There were some good players there at that time, eh? Oh, man, unbelievable. He came out, Lee Boyer, the Carsley, Wee Car, the right back. Uh, who else we have? Big Cammy Jerome up front. Uh, He's a monster, isn't he? Yeah, he was so fast. It's Could unreal. you cope with these boys in training, then? Aye, mate. I was a machine take because I just came back for Russia. Uh -huh. But he came out, he came out, kind of hindered me a wee bit because I went for Hibs, right? to Russia and I never had a break eh? and then the same again when I went for um, Russia to Birmingham I never had any breaks whatsoever you kind of you have like your off season, season break. Uh, I, I never had any breaks way. straight into it and it, eventually it burnt me out because it goes in the, the media go into it and uh, McLeish says to me that's what he says he says you need to go home guys and uh, back up to Scotland and take some time out he says because you're completely burnt out he says I can see it um, and I came back next against season, mate, and I was absolute flying. I, I was training with Dougie Fowler up at Arthur Seat um, and up at the Pleasant Stream, the university, and I was beasting myself, mate. And I came back doing it, and we went away to Austria on tour, 
and uh, McLeish and Winker and uh, Peter Grant were saying, by the way, what are you doing? You have to calm down. You're ripping these boys to shreds. We're doing like the bleep test and the, mm. you can like the, the coughing stuff and mm. all that. He says, you need to calm down. You're ripping these boys to stress. I says, I'm leaving sweating. It's just the work I put in. You can just no, before I went back. Uh -huh. And it done me great because I took the rest. I went away on holiday and then I done three weeks work with Dougie Fowler and I came back absolutely flying. The ripped, you can. I was... Was it, was it not you that taught McLeish to go to Birmingham? It was me who taught McLeish to go to Birmingham. He was the manager at Scotland at the time and obviously I'd, I, I was at Birmingham then and um, him and Andy asked me the question saying what's it like, what's the setup like, what's Karen like, what's, uh, what's the team like. Um, you can and pff, McLeish had done his job at Scotland, he had done fantastic and it was a perfect time for him to move I think. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I think I had a wee bit sway in, 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 in getting McLeish to take the to, job. Uh, to take the job, aye. And were you delighted when he got the job? I was delighted, mate, aye, because <laughs> he gave me my op opportunity, didn't he? And he, I can't, McLeish always loved me as a player. Everywhere he, everywhere McLeish went, he tried to sign me. Mm -hmm. And Mowbray, the two of them, they always mm -hmm. tried to sign me. What was the Premier League like? Obviously, defenders, who was the best you played against? The best I played against was Vidic. Vidic? Aye, Vidic was a. Honestly, he just uh, he could read anywhere you were going to go. Mm. See if you were going to hold the ball up, he'd be tight to you, right? Or he'd be in your back, then he would be in your back. Mm. Um, or you see if you were going to turn to the right, or you were going to try and lay it off, he'd be one step ahead of you, he'd be in and he'd get the ball and he would play away. You can what I mean? Mm. But also, um, is it Scuttle? Scuttle, Scuttle at Liverpool. Liverpool uh -huh. He was a dirty. Honestly, was he, huh? he was just, uh, you can yourself, he was just dirty ass, man. Mm. He played for Zenit when I was over in Russia, eh? And he fucking... Do you remember him? Uh, he broke, he broke a, I think, a bone in my back, eh? <laughs> no, he beat my knee in the back. Mm -hmm. So uh, I left one on him when we played against Liverpool, to be fair. <laughs> so is the Premier League as good as everyone makes it? Is the standard as good as everyone thinks? Uh, the standard's just different. <laughs> it's just, they see the pace. The, you, see if you're no fit and you're no sharp, mm. you, the pace of the, the game is just unreal. Especially because if you're like, basically Birmingham's a, a championship to a like Premier League lower bottom team, you get mm. what I mean? Um, so if you're known you're 100% game, you're, you're struggling. Mm. But McLeish was brilliant that way because tactically he would get things right, you get what I mean? And he would always play me against the big teams. Man United, um, Arsenal, Chelsea, I scored against Arsenal at the Emirates. Um, did we beat them? No, we drew one all, I think. Um, so he would always play me in the big games. Um, played at Manchester United, wanted me to just play in the hole, um, which uh, which worked perfectly. I think we I think we, we got beat one now. I think Nani or Ronaldo scored one of the two. Uh, but I got Ronaldo's shot and he signed oh, yeah. it for me. Did he, aye, aye. The big guys. Aye, he was brilliant. Brilliant, eh? Aye, brilliant. So I've still got that in the house. Um, Excellent. Aye. But um, it was a great experience. Great how how good was life. Barry Ferguson at Birmingham? Fergie was brilliant. You see, in training, Fergie wanted to win everything. Fergie, you see if he didn't, you see if you small-sided game, see if he didn't win, he'd go mental. He would, he would just, he would lose the plot. Uh, would he get on your back as well? He'd get on everybody's back. He, he, just, he's got, he just had that winning mentality. Fergie, and, and, and games as well. And you can what, to be fair, you see, people didn't understand how fit Fergie was. Mm. You can what I mean? He could get up and down the park and he, he, 
dictating the game, even in the Premier League, he would dictate games. For a Birmingham team as well, we dictate games, which is very unusual when you're playing against Chelsea players and things like that, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? He's running the show, eh? So yeah. how would you look back on the rest of your time at Birmingham? Was it a few injuries that stopped you from reaching your full potential? No, injuries killed me. Um, I had hip surgery both sides, snapped, snapped all my doctors, uh, left and right side. Um, so basically, after that, my body was my body was gone, eh? mm -hmm. and it was hard uh, off field issues as well. To be yeah. fair, um, which the club looked after, club done a great job looking after for, after me in that aspect. But um, Is that Alex as well that looked after you. Huh? Right, Alex pulled me in the office um, and, and said, "Look, he says I'll back you the whole way," um, and he kind of was he was fantastic that way as well. Um, just uh, got so much respect for him. To be fair. Brilliant. Uh, how'd you spell it, Bansley? Before going back to Hibs, right. was that the move you wanted? Was that the move you needed at that time? Well, to be fair, I had a, a successful loan spell there because I needed game times because I wasn't getting it. Um, and I think I, I scored against. I think I scored against Leeds. We beat them four two. I think, and uh, that just put me like you see the atmosphere in in, in the stadium at that stage because it's the derby, derby eh? uh -huh. and it was um, honestly it was just. The atmosphere was buzzing, and uh, that's what kind of dissuaded me because I had other offers eh, at that stage. Um, Burning on what you may stay, but I felt that I needed to go out and play game times, and I wouldn't get I wouldn't get the game time there. So basically, I spoke to McLeish and says, "Look, so if I can," he says he didn't want to he didn't want to lose me, but you know I wanted to go and play games off it was what to go and play games. Eh? So I signed there for a short period. I think it was six months, and. Um, to be fair, after you can your can hips and your groins and your adductors and all that go, mm. just didn't feel myself. No, eh? it's hard, mate. Ah, but were you delighted when you heard the hips interest? Well, to be fair, I went into Celtic and trained for two weeks, eh? Did you, huh? Yeah, uh, Marty Riley became my agent then. Um, I went and trained with Celtic for two weeks just to keep sharp. And I think there could have been something on the table. Who was the manager then? Lennon. Oh, Lenny was yeah, that, Lenny it? was the manager then. So, there was kind of something in the pipeline then, um, but I always wanted to go back to him, see? you get what I mean, I got a phone call for, for, for Rod Petrie and I went and met him at his house in Long Nidry, um, and to be fair, si, you see that season I went in, I think it was 2010 or 12, did I go back to him? 11 and 12, I heard 2011 and 12. 12. Right, um, I played for basically nothing mate. Did you? Huh? Aye, just because I wanted to go and play football. Eh? I'd missed out in so much, uh, so much football at Birmingham, at Barnsley. Just felt it was the right time to come back home and uh, come back to the club that I loved and uh, just play and enjoy my football and enjoy family life. You came up with me. How good was that feeling running out Easter Road again? Again, okay, plus it was a new stadium as well. I hadn't played there. Eh? Brilliant. You came up with me. And then uh -huh. First game was Celtic. Well, I thought we had a chance and we got beat and then we went up to Inverness and. I got my first goal uh, last minute. So it was Colin Calderwood that brought you in? Brought me in and made me captain. Well, Ian Murray was captain, I was vice-captain, but Ian had problems with injuries, so mm. I got made captain. That must have been proud for you, mate, you and your family, uh, Captain and Hibs. Captain and Hibs, mate, I was really proud and I was sad to see Colin go because me and Colin had built a, a really good friendship and, uh, you know, he was a very good coach as well. And to be fair on him, be fair on him, you can, he, he never had the funds there to, no. to build a team as well. Uh, it's a typical story with Hibs, you know what I mean? Yeah, 10 goals you scored early. 
in the 2011-12 season? Was there thoughts of leaving again? Mm, there was uh, there was a few offers put in, I think. Because you were, as you said, you were basically playing for nothing, eh? Right, there was a few offers put in. I wasn't driven by money at that stage, but uh, there was a there was a few offers put in. I think for the blue side, um, right. and there was a few offers for down south as well. But um, I just I just wanted to carry on playing, scoring goals. You get what I mean? That's mm. the best feeling in the how world. Ba- how mad was it being on a different side? So you were the young cheeky guy at, fir- at your first time round, and then you were the older captain. Were you then hard on the younger boys coming to? No, I was merely relaxed, say. As as age is, is, is went on, you came what I mean, I've matured and I think I've, I've kind of, where I'm at in my life now, I've learnt from my mistakes, you came what I mean? And um, I think that's when I kind of started maturing, but obviously I still made a few bad mistakes further on. Um, but we'll go into the Tom's King later on. Um, but to be made captain of Hibs, it was just a, you know, the proudest moments, eh? And did you help all the younger boys coming through? Was Griffiths there at that time? I helped Sparky massively. I stayed behind me, but, uh, with Sparky. Done a lot of shooting with him because his shooting was all over the place, to be fair. Was it? It was, honestly. Really? You, uh-huh. you would never think see, that, You see striking a ball cleanly. He could strike it like mad, but he just never had the, the whip or the... You can the, the composure, uh-huh. but obviously you get that when you mature. You can what I mean. He's got fantastic coaches now as well. But I think I brought his game on. I think I got. I think he's credited you for that as well, isn't uh, he? He uh, said uh, that you've helped his game massively. And I think um, I think I got 19 goals that season. I think he provided a lot of them. Uh, I took all the free kicks as well. Eh? Which he wouldn't have been happy. He wouldn't be happy. <laughs> with, eh? um, the baby man. No, the baby man. On you go. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair. Uh, you could tell, you could tell his potential, honestly. Could you? What did he have that you could tell just his enthusiasm, his movement? Nah, you could just tell the way that he could just cut in. He can that wee, that, that wee, wee shift, uh-huh. that wee shift and just hit a ball. He wasn't hitting it accurately enough at Hibs at that stage, but see next again season, wow, uh-huh. honestly. So I must have done well for him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mate, what more for your coaching academy then? You've made Lee Griffiths the striker he is. Nice. So if you want to kick the ball like Lee Griffiths, see you guys. Um, <laughs> what do you think the problems were leading up to that Scottish Cup heavy defeat against Hearts, mate? That must have killed you. Right, so we'll go into it with you, right? Let's uh, go. Basically, um, there's a few issues, right? There was a turnaround. You see when Pat came in, right? There was a turnaround. We signed something like 20 players or something on loan. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, he brought in so many players, like, fucking... Mental, like the what's the wee guy for Honduras? They brung him in. Uh-huh, the midfielder, I remember. Aye, um, boys for Wolves, boys for uh, the boy Tell, who's Tell, who's doing well now. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they, they bring all these players in, and you kind of long it takes to gel players together. You came uh-huh. what I mean, and we've got me and Sparky up front, but adding to the squad as well, it's it's just it takes it takes time to gel together, and it, it just wasn't working, especially. When we were in a relegation battle, you came up. I mean, mm-hmm. we're doing well in the Scottish Cup, and then we went on, played Aberdeen. Me and Sparky scored, um, we done well that way. But you know, the five-one defeat, we we done a shaping, we done a shaping on the Friday, right? And the team was picked on the Friday, right? And it, the team in the dressing room, you kind of put the boards up in the dressing room mm-hmm. and they put the team in the formation. It completely changed. For the Friday? For the Friday. And this was the day of the game that it changed? 
And there was an issue in the hotel, right, about bonus raise. There was an issue in the, hot the hotel, big uh, stacky was not happy because uh, the bonuses are sang. We were getting crap bonuses to, to, to win the Scottish. It was like five grand or something, or mm -hmm. seven and a half grand. When we should be getting something to win the Scottish Cup, you came up with me what have something they've done for ages. Eight years should be getting it. We should be getting it at least 25. Mm -hmm. I was playing for nothing, man. Mm -hmm. Came up with me, and it was. Uh, why do you think you changed the team? Do you know, do you, have you found out why? I don't know why he changed his team, I don't know. He left Ivan on the bench, didn't he? Mm -hmm. He left Ivan on the bench, right? And that uh, wee, the Honduras guy was coming back for like a hamstring injury. He hadn't trained the whole week. Came what I mean? Put and him straight in. Put him straight in and left Ivan on the bench. Why would you leave Ivan Sprung on the bench? Mm -hmm. See how you being an older player and a cap vice-captain, when you've seen these players coming in and things not going right, would you go and see Pat Fenlon privately or? Nah. Nah, I, oh, wouldn't I, know. I wouldn't go and see him. We never had the greatest relationship, to be yeah. fair. Nah. Why do you think that was? Because you're a big name. And Aye, and plus he's, but he brung McPike in. Uh, big Jazza. Big Jazza, and Big Jazza was done well for us, done nearly well, and he had a back in, back, uh, he, play, he played through pain, to be mm -hmm. fair. Um, and, and fair dues to him for that. Um, and uh, Pat, Pat made him captain and took me to captain, so basically I just fucking, I wouldn't speak to him. Eh? Mm -hmm. So after the game, was there a bust up in the dressing room? Five one beat defeat. Aye. Well, you, you look at you've got Sparky, who's a Hibs fan, right? You've got Ian Murray, who's a Hibs fan. You've got me, who's a Hibs fan. You've got Stacky, who's been at the club for years, right? Uh, you've got Ivan, who loved the club, right? So you came what it's like after, especially against Darts, coming mm -hmm. in the dressing room. Fucking went. Everyone's just went bananas. You came what? There's folk fucking. There's, there's folk in the changing room laughing. After the game, right, boys who have came in on loan are laughing in the changing room, and I've absolutely flipped it. I've went mental. Stacky's went mental. Mm -hmm. um, Ian Murray's went mental. You get what I mean? And Pat and his assistant, um, what's your assistant, the taxi, taxi driver guy, or whatever. <laughs> 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 right? I think he's back. He's even taxis, man. <laughs> but to be fair, I there was a ma massive build, uh, massive bust up. It was. Uh, but obviously, you can what I mean, it's, it's the passion, it was the pride, you can fucking... We thought we had a chance in that game, and you can get beat 5-1 for Hearts. And to be fair, the Hearts, Hearts pumped us, mm -hmm. they deserved it. But tactically, we were... The tactics were all wrong. Mm -hmm. it, it, it was just, you can't, you can't change... You can't shape a team and then change 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 the... the the team on the Saturday. Mm -hmm. It's just not got to work. It's a bit mad, down, isn't it? So how would, yeah, obviously that's a, a sour note on your Hibs career, but how would you look back on your, your time at Hibs as a whole? I think I had a very successful time um, at Hibs, you know, good walk down Leaf Walk and I wouldn't have to buy a drink, mate. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Legend, <laughs> no, didn't you? No that I did a drink, you came what I mean? <laughs> two and a half years. I'll up. come with you, mate, and I'll drink it. No, well, you can drink it, because <laughs> I'll know anyway. I've been off it for two and a half years. I'm not planning to get back on it either. Good um, man. But, um, the Hibs fans love me, you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, the only thing missing for me is uh, basically I left too early, I think, to, to go to Russia. I think if I stayed, we had a chance to beat Hearts and go and win that Scottish Cup. Um, and in the Scottish Cup, the silver note is obviously getting beat for Hearts. The 5-1, that's the, that's the regrets I've got and haunts me. Um, but overall, um, you know, I'm proud. Proud uh, in my achievements at the club. Proud mm. uh, of 
proud of proud Some of for me. Proud, proud, I proud to to have achieved everything I have done. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, next chapter, mother, next chapter in my life, I want to go into the coaching and and do things my own way. That's it, mate. So on the coaching now, what's the plans? It's the Second Chance Academy, as it says on the old jersey. That right. It's uh, basically it's it's we've been going for about six months, maybe a wee bit longer. Um, we're just uh, we're just building up, you know. We're just building up a team, you know. We've got a PA for case for case a PA. Uh, we've got backing for for uh, a company co-owners. Um, we've got West Slovene Council on board. Um, who we're going to give back to girls who have had problems mm -hmm. with with addiction and. Um, you know, I'm going to go in there and speak to them um, and I'm going to give them a coaching session maybe once, twice a month um, and try and help people in that way because I've been through it, Si, you can and it's, it's a dark road to yeah. try and come back to, for that. Um, so, you know, the whole plan with Second Chance is, is, is to give these boys, girls, um, you know, it's to give them, give them opportunities basically, you can and... We go back to like the, the pro youth system, you see boys at like 16 year old and 17 year old, you've got that short period, eh, a month to six weeks before they lose interest. You can, if they, they didn't get a contract at Hibs, they, they go one way or the other. They'll end up pitting the bevy or they'll, they'll go down the other roads. And that's a, that's a career done, you get what I mean? So we're, we're, we're going to try and get in there and try and help them and bring them into the academy and try and give back to the community and try and give back to underprivileged kids, you know what I mean? That's why I think you'll be so good at it, mate, because it's not just coaching you can help them, it's the personal side as well, because as you say, you've been through it all, you've seen it. Mate, aye. Mm -hmm. exactly. And you've got an event coming up for the Second Chance Academy? Aye, we've got an event coming up, um, basically it's a Hibs, well it's a showcase, Hibs Legends game, and basically um, we've got massive names coming, massive Hibs Legends, uh, we've got Pat Stanton, uh, we've got Marcel, we've got Deeks, Ian Murray, um, Ivan Sprewell, um, Jimmy O'Leakley, um, Gordon Ray. Um, it's all on my Facebook page anyway. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be a huge event. Um, most of the proceeds of it is going to charity, um, and it's it's not going to like an initial charity. It's going to spread about. It's going to go about the local charities, and you can them into like kids charities. You can what I mean. Mm -hmm. So it's gone round all different charities to try and help that out. Where's it been held? It's been, but it's, it, I've got a meeting planned with Leanne. We've been emailing each other back and forward. So we're going to meet in June. We're hoping to do it at Easter Road, but I think it's getting reseeded. So it's going to be held at Spartans on the 26th of May in the 18th. Perfect. Um, Get yourself along, Peter, for a great day and a great cause. It'll be a great day. There's hospitality uh, tables for sale. Uh, to play with the legends, it's 125 quid, which is peanuts. Um, and the tickets are a tenner. Um, mascots, mascots get them for free if uh, kids, kids are a fiver. Well, me and you are going to do the Leith Walk. You're going to get me that pint and you can tell us about all your goals. <laughs> Gaz, top man. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Thank Top man, mate. Brilliant.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.